Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say Help is on the way Round in the corner Help is on the way Coming for you Help is on the way Yeah, yeah I lived enough life This is Latanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tanya. Do you understand and know that today is Palm Sunday here? I have been able to get some rest, but also be able to be just noticing a lot of different things this year. That during Palm Sunday, this is when Jesus had entered Jerusalem and just fulfilled a lot of the prophetic law, a lot of what we needed and, you know, just fulfilling the law just for showing up. Don't you know, because of his obedience and his, his mindset, we're able to be here today. I don't know about you, but that, that brings back so many different things that people have said over me that were able to come forth. So I wanted to let you know that there is a topic that most people don't discuss. But before that, I wanted to let you know also that the prophecies that were spoken over me so many times before are still ringing in my ear. And I'm so grateful for who God put around me when I was young, I'm very grateful for my big mama and my big daddy, which is my grandparents. They placed in me such huge visions and aspirations for my life. I can't even fathom how understanding and how much God had to honestly just, you know, let them feed me. That's not to say that every, you know, one of them, each one of them didn't have their flaws. Everyone has flaws, but I'm grateful for what they saw in me, that they spoke it out and that when they spoke it, that it came to be because it was who God wanted me to be. And also I'm grateful for the ones who had tried to stifle, try to manipulate, try to deter, try to have me to struggle, try to trip me up, try to make sure my journey was not as pleasant. I enjoyed them too because I've learned that throughout all of my studies and my readings and just being able to live, that they played a huge part in my life also. The ones that were jealous, hateful, 
just downright under misunderstood um kept me from just wanting to be where God needs for me to be let me say that one more time I thank them because it gives me motivation it lets me understand and know to talk better about myself to let myself be able to keep doing what God says do no matter what and to let myself make mistakes learn from those mistakes and not dwell in those mistakes my mindset had to shift from a little girl to a full-grown woman and I'm honestly grateful to God that now I get to play with my kids I get to dream big. I get to have tea time, story time, hopscotch, jump ropes, bubbles, (laughs) cherry blossoms, just love in this time. The good, bad, and ugly comes, but be grateful for the bad because always make sure God always makes sure that with the bad is something good that comes out of it. And not just something good, but awesome, unique, vibrant. Oh my goodness, just a blessing, as people would say. Just meloniously partaking in who God is. With that being said, whatever you are going through, in this present time, change your mindset, change your heart posture, and let God work. I don't know who this is for, but change your mindset. Always thinking about him. Change your posture. Posture means how do you step out and how do you, you know, just position yourself and how do you Treat yourself towards the way that God is. Posture can be also how you stand, how you sit. Marinate in that. How you stand in God and how you sit, how you function, how do you dwell in God. Now let's get into the discussion. Amen. Meditation. The word meditation is not explained in the Christian culture. Matter of fact, it is a significant word that is always used, pronounced, eloquently spoken, but never defined towards the Christian culture. And it gives you more of a perspective of who God is. And I had to honestly say that God had it so much eloquently confirmed before I even had to speak this word. And I understand that it wasn't about the confirmation for me. It was just the adoration of knowing that God, he is able to look at my notes, not even 
Let's go back. He gives me impartakes to me, my notes. And then he goes and he gives it to someone else in the same manner or similar situations. And then you sit there and you wonder and you ponder, isn't that funny? Isn't that how God works? Because God wants us in every season of our lives to be in his divine will. And that's why the Holy Spirit and discernment is so really interesting, really embedded. I mean, hidden in everything we do and say. So while I'm getting my word at three or four in the morning, God gives it to someone else too. So I am very blessed to be able to understand that it is not, the word is not just what God gives to me, but he gives it to all different people around the world in different languages and different cultures because he knows he wants to manifest the word all the way around internationally. And I'm just so blessed to be able to have it here in South Korea. As it is going around, do you understand the world? Now, the definition of meditation is to focus your mind on a particular object, thought, or activity. To train your attention or awareness to something or something. This is what the Webster's Dictionary had pretty much given me. But I wanted to go back and say focus. Focus can be on a object as it has already spoken or someone or something. And so many times when you're meditating, you're constantly Either it is a Bible verse or even it is the grocery list of things that you need to do for that day. Whether it's the children, whether it is your homework to whether the house or or just being able to complete a task that is on your list. Pick one and feel good about being able to rely knowing that you have done your best on one task. Now, I'm going to say that one more because this is not in my notes. So I'm going to let you know this now that when God sits there and tells you, my beloved, my child, focus on that one thing, which is being able to understand and know that I am good and that I am your father, that I, I, I want our relationship to work and grow. So he gives us the Bible to be able to give us those words that we need to manifest and be able to impartate to our children and to our spouses and to our home. See, sometimes you need to understand that when you're meditating on the word, as such as Joshua has said, because I, I love how he placed it in his scriptures of who God is. And I can honestly say those were not his words, but the Holy Spirit that breathed the breath of life 
on to these scriptures, giving it to him. And it states in Joshua 1 and 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thine mouth, but thou shalt meditate. There is that word. Therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do accordingly to all that is written therein. Once again, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Joshua 1 and 8, this book, this book, this, this godly book, this ordained words that are in this translation of this book, whether it's English, French, or any type of written language that God let to be ordained. Come on now. When Johann Gutenberg gave us the scriptures and did the printing press, do you understand that God was able to translate that word into so many different languages just for us today? Because he knew what we needed in this time and in this hour. Come on now. Don't you know that when God gave us this word, that he wanted those good things, those good qualities of who God is in our lives to be manifested, not just on these sheets of paper, but in our lives. Mm, mm, mm. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you understand that when God let Johann Gutenberg in Germany to sit there and have the printing press and he was able to sit there and go and print the word of God on there. And before even that, God gave it to the men and women of God to be able to write it down of who God is in his scriptures and his word. Y'all don't get it. See, we need to be able, and sometimes I didn't get it at first until it hit me, that this word is a living word and we're living people. So why can't we sit there and ponder and meditate on it? That means focus all of our energy, all of the what we know to be true into our lives, into our mainstream of who we are as a person and as character. I'm going to say it like this, that when you do what God says do, it becomes more of a life than anything else. And I understand, I keep pausing because God keeps putting into me, implementing into me all these little details of every time I go back and I read his scriptures, he, he says, look, I've seen this and he will let me indicate this and he will put this in here. And he says, you know what? Why won't you annotate? Note this. Why won't you go ahead and highlight that? But this is part of meditation. It takes time to read his word. It takes time to get into his scripture. It takes time to know the relationship you have with God. It takes time. Men and women of God, it takes time. Now, going back to Joshua 1 and 8. This Bible of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. It shall not 
depart out of your mouth. It shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate, focus, go ahead and app here, ponder, stop, and halt, and think about what you're about to say or do. Come on now. And it says, therein, day and night, the first thing that you get up in the morning should be God. And the last thing that you have on your mind at night should be God. That thou mayest observe to do accordingly to all that thou shalt make thy way prosperous. It makes you rich in abundance, not just money-wise, not naturally, but it gives your spirit man so much energy. To focus on meditation is to abstain a constant or thought process to stay within for a little while, not just a little while, but for a long term. To write it down on a sticky pad around your home, the words that you get to be a part of your daily routine. See, sometimes the simple being able to simply put it, place it on a, another sheet of paper, you can be able to train yourself to meditate on it. I used to, as a practice, having to have a scripture in order for me to meditate or rather, understand and start being able to rem remember what it was. And I used to write it down at least 10 times a day. Kid you not, I used to have to write it down in order for me to rememberize it. And then at the same time, God will place like different, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain to some people, but certain rhythms would go with certain scriptures. That's just how some musical people, Bach, Beethoven, those people, that's how a lot of their musical instruments that God would give them, it would be on those scales or, you know, ballads that they were hear in their, in their ears. Don't you know that's how sometimes the scripture comes out for us too? It's music to our ears and it, it gives us more and more detail of who God is. And it's like writing a symphony, writing a, a long, just drawn out musical narrative of who that person is. And I don't know about you, but I know that when God writes his symphony, huh? He writes it out in you. Now, let me say that one more time because people don't understand or some people may not may, may not just misunderstood is that you're God's symphony. Every time that you praise him, every time that you Shabbat God, that means to talk to him and give him the glory and the honor. You are his symphony. You are his purpose and his plan on this earth to get the word out in human form. So why don't you sit there and know the A, the B, the C, 
the D, the clefts, the different avenues of who God is before going out into this world. Oh, let me tell you something. See, God gives it to me in different forms of how God wants us to be able to interpret and to understand who God's love and life is to you. It may be different for someone else, but God is the same God. But he gives it to us in different ways, different languages and different methods to give it to the people. When you meditate on his word, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of your language. It becomes a part of your statue. It becomes a part of your posture. It becomes the part of you that wants to live and grow and have its being in God. I'm going to say that one more time. It becomes so much a part of you that when you are living the right way, when you're speaking the right way, you don't want to sit there and abuse the privilege of knowing who God is. Let me say that one more time. You won't sit there and take God's name out in vain. And if somebody else did that in public towards you or around you, you would not flinch and not say, excuse me. That is my daddy. Why are you talking about my daddy? And you're not talking about anybody else. See, that's offensive to you. It's just like somebody says something about your mother. Would you want someone talking about your mother? No, absolutely not. So why is it that some of us don't want to sit here and meditate or give time give instructions get instructions get rebuke reproved and get corrected by god come on now this is all part of meditation in order to find that faith and that peace that you need come on now see there is such a thing that God sits there and he pushes hands on you. He, he places everything in you before you were even out of your mother's womb. He was talking to you. And so many people will sit there and say, wait a minute, Pastor Tiny, what are you talking about? No, go to the book of Jeremiah. He said, I knew you when you were in your mother's womb. That means he came in and he was talking to you while you're sitting up here kicking and talking to God. And then when you come out, you're screaming because you're not used to this environment. I don't know about nobody else. But when God sits there and tells you to meditate on his word, you give him his time, his, his just due, and then you study. It says it in the word of God. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study comes in. Writing it down comes in. If you don't understand something, talk to God. If God sits there and he tells you, I'm only going to give you a little piece of this and he's going to cut it in front of you and he's going to give it to you, then you take that little piece and you run with it. 
Because guess what? When you sit there and you take the whole piece of cake, just for analogy, you take that whole piece of cake, you feel sluggish, full, fat. You 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 start to to having like I don't know about you, but certain cakes will make your stomach grumble and bubble up. And then you you just feel so uncomfortable. And you think you're satisfied? Mm-mm-mm. Do you understand? It took me 46 years and I'm still learning God's work. I'm still going in Bible in the year with my own children just to know who God is. I got to go back. You need to go back to Genesis in order for you to understand revelations. And as many times as you've been living on this earth, please go back. Please, please go back. Please, in the word of God, go back. There is no shame in your game if you don't know a scripture or you don't know where that scripture comes from. That's what study is about. That's part of meditation. Taking that one scripture apart and saying, you know what, God, I don't know what that word is. Google it. That's what God given us. He's given us so much technology that some of us don't even want to be lazy enough to go and look it up. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God has given you so much technology. We don't have to use a concordance. We can use the book, blue book Bible. You can use so many and concordance is online also. You can go use the Webster's Dictionary. You can go all of these different ways to learn and understand who God is and and what type of, you know, Hebrew or Roman or uh, also what type of like Greek, whatever the texture of the whole entire scripture is, you can go and look it up. Well, Pastor Tanya, I I don't have enough time. You have enough time. And see, I'm going to say this. You don't have enough time to read God's word, but yet and still you are in your favorite movies. You are in your favorite, you know, talk show hosts. You are in your favorite drama series. You are in your favorite this and this and this, but you don't make time for God. Let me tell you something that when you are meditating, When you have that criteria that you are just intricate, you are detailed in what you are looking at. You're sitting there and God is instructing you to go here in the word and that in the word. Don't you know, sometimes it takes almost two or three hours in the word of God. And I still got to get up to go and take my kids to school, my husband to work. And then sometimes God wants to come and he wants to spill more over into me because I'm used to, you know, not just eating, but also using and applying the word. See, that's a part of meditation, too, is that when you're meditating, God wants to sit up there. and He'll send you out to other people to pour into people. But he wants you to be able to come back to refill for your oil. Come on now. That's not in my notes. That's what God does for us. 
He comes in and he wants to fill us up so that we can go out into the world, into someone else's vessel to give them what God says, thus says the Lord. And then he wants to come back to fill you up. See, I don't know about you, but I love that my spiritual man, come on now, is getting filled up with God's word so that I can be able to go out and give it to someone else and come back in to get more from him. There's a balance between our natural and our spiritual man. I'm going to say it like this. This is not even in my notes, but guess what? That has to be a balance. It has to be a balance where you're going in and you're giving God the glory and the honor for doing what he says do. But also you have to go in and you have to work on your natural man. See, some of us want that physique. Some of us want that lose the weight, but we're not working. We're getting fat and it's not PHT. <laughs> it's FAT. And you are understanding and knowing how to be able to lose the weight, but you want to sit in it. Some of us don't want to sit in that no more. And God doesn't want us to. See, the enemy will sit here or send you out so many different things going on for distractions that he doesn't want the spiritual man to prosper. He wants the natural man to prosper and the spiritual man to be so much anxiety, stress, depression, suicidal, all of these different things. And you're not winning. You're losing. And then you have that constant unbalance in your life. God sits there and he sends problems and all these different situations to make you think, to let you think, to bring awareness to who you are in him. For him, for him to understand and know that's my child and I need that person to come back. So guess what? He's going to put problems and situations in your life just for you to realize and recognize who he is and that hopefully that you focus on him and not the problem. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some of us want to focus on the problem, but not the creator, not, not the person, the Chief physician in any type of situation, case, or study. Come on now. Whether you have cancer, lupus, whatever, disease, or any kind of situation you're in. I don't care if it's anxiety, depression, suicide. Don't you know that God is the center of your whole entire being and he brings the balance to you. It ain't no yin and yang. It's God and his word and his presence and his and His son that gives you all that balance. It, it gives you that balance you need. See, sometimes people think that being a Christian, being a body, being a kingdom building, loving God child, <laughs> that it doesn't cost us anything. Mm, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're absolutely
absolutely wrong because it costs me something to pray to God when so much chaos is going around. It costs me something. And I'm not just saying that you're going to go seek God early in the morning. Sometimes you need to be able to sit there and seek God throughout the whole entire day. Because you know the enemy is going to try to come and snatch you out. Come on now. That's a part of meditation. But y'all don't want to see that. See, I've learned and understood that we are not just background Christians. Come on now. See, we have a lot of different things that are going around in the background. But we're not the ones. And Let me say this. We have a lot of struggles. We have a lot of things. We had hurdles, homelessness, um, depression, suicidal thoughts. We have so many mental and physical abusive nature things that have come up in our life. Anger. Um, so many different things that have been able to be in the background. But the finishing product, let me say that. The finishing product people want to see. See, people see the finishing product that God has on your life. But they don't know the background that you had to go through. Like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. See, people don't realize that you have been sometimes only with two pennies in your pocket just to make it to work. And you had to go and walk in the snow and in the rain, sometimes fully pregnant, sometimes just understanding, knowing that it is heavy snow, ice and black ice on the road, but you got to go to work. You don't have a car. Oh, you don't. Wait a minute, Pastor. You had to go. Yes, I had to go through that. You got to go also through the mental anguish, the abuse of people sitting there and saying they love you, whether it was friends or family. And honestly, to your face, sitting up there cursing you in your face and saying you ain't going to do nothing else in this lifetime. Come on now. That's when you have to sit there and you have to buckle your seatbelt and say, for God, I live and for God, I die. Do you understand? See, that's part of meditation too, is that when you sit there, not just one scripture, but you're living out the whole entire Bible in different parts in your time, in your lifetime, that's when God comes through. I don't know about you and I don't know about nobody else, but when he does it, those no's that you go through, those no's help you to understand that when God gives you yeses, they're more and more understanding. See, that no for that person or that man or that woman is a yes later on. Because that no might be death or life for you. Come on now. Let, let me say that. That person that you thought you were supposed to get married to. And then years later, you start seeing who that person was, really was. You start sitting in there and thanking God for the whole entire struggle. Oh, and let's talk about it. The education part. God takes you through so many different, you know, degrees and certifications. And he lets you see the struggle, the, 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 the whole entire, you know, 
misunderstandings or mister or disagreements or that teacher having to dislike you for whatever reason or a friend or colleague giving you the wrong notes when you are about to take a test. Come on now, let's talk about it. Or the lack of support when you're up at two or three in the morning, but you got to finish a paper. Come on now, let's be honest with ourselves. Because I know for a fact that's happened to me. See, I understand that now more than ever, our character, our way of thinking, our mindset towards being able to take time out for God is so crucial now. It is so crucial, so critical, so calculated because the enemy wants you to wear you out. But since he can't wear you out, he's going to sit there and distract you through your children, through your husband, through your job, through your finances, through everything that he can just to throw you off track. In the words, that becomes a daily part of your routine. Meditation can become the game changer for you. The sticky notes and sticky tabs that you can be able to obtain sometimes can be able to be life-changing results. Let me say that one more time. The sticky notes and sticky tabs of the word of God that you place in your purse and you place in your car, you place in your phone, you place in your life and you become, it becomes a part of you can be a game changer. See, when you are traveling and you put up there, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That, that scripture always gives me the blessings the heat, the, 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 the fuel I need. Don't you know that God, and he gets in the car with you and he has his heavenly angels with you and he helps you to get out of wrecks and he helps you to, uh, crank up the car when you're not even behind the wheel and the adult in the car is drunk as all get out and you get to a railroad track and they had the car to stop and can't crank it back up and you're in the back seat. Come on now. And as this person is cranking up that car and you start hearing a train coming, your heart is racing. Your mind is saying, am I going to be able to get out of this situation? And you hear the ding, 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 ding. And you hear the horn of that train coming. Don't you know? That's when you start realizing God, he is the most important individual, significant hmm, word that I can even know. I don't know about you, but when God let that car start, I was able to let my mind, and my heart say, thank you. It wasn't meant for me to pass away that day. Come on now. But you have to understand that God is his infinite wisdom knew where he needed for me to be. And every sacrifice, everything I had to go through was for his 
his glory. Every lie, every hateful word, every type of speech, every type of miscommunication, every type of accusations, every type of people sitting here and tearing and shredding my name apart was for my good. Let me say that one more time. It was for my good because it built my character. It built me to understand that God is the only one, the only voice, the only approval I need in my life now and forever. Not my parents, not my pastor, not my bishop, not my minister, not, not a prophet, not anyone else but him. Yes, people can have their opinion of you, but that shouldn't matter because I have God's approval. Let me say that one more time. It doesn't matter what people say about you or try to put their emphasis on in your life. It's what God says about you in the very end. That makes the whole entire scenario worth it. This is part of meditation, okay? Because if we don't get it now where God needs for you to go, you can't, if you can't grasp it now, if you can't put a hold on who God is in your life right now, you will stay stuck where you're at and not going anywhere that God needs for you to go. In the very well minor today, the psychological part of it, is the individual has to learn to control one's thoughts, process, and then the client needs to notice when they are wondering. Let me say that one more time. See, you need to know the significance of staying focused in one particular area and not having your mind mentally now to wander off to other things. When you're sitting here, and it says, think about the goodness of God. But then you go and you, wait a minute, I got to go do this for my children. I got to go do this for my husband. And God said, can you give me maybe 10 minutes to focus on me and you and our relationship instead of having to rush off to everything around you? And it brought me back to Mary and Martha. And so many different people will sit there and say, you know, Martha, the oldest, wanted to have the house to be cleaning and, you know, cooking and having the food ready for the preparation of people coming. But Mary, Mary paused. She paused because Jesus was there. That was her opportune time to sit there and pick his ear. Or if he wanted to talk and say the word of God, she wanted to be in the presence of who God is. Well, you're, you know, going all these different places and you're doing these different things, but you're not recognizing who God is in the presence of you. That's why it's so critical to get in the prayer room or the war room with God. See, people want to sit here and twist the words that God has given us in this time, in this age to fit their narrative. But when you have that relationship with God, 
and you consecrate yourself and meditate on this word and you focus on this word, you'll know who is genuinely authentic to the fake. You'll know a real Gucci when you see it. You'll know a real Prada when you see it. You will know what is the real shoes of Louis Vuitton with the red bottoms at the back on the bottom of them. You know the real ones and you know the fake ones. But when you are authentic, hmm, no imitation. You are the real leather, not fake leather. That's what God wants us to be. Genuine. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And when you become so much so of authentic, it's hard. It is so rare to get, to find in these times and these hours. Do you understand that my favorite flower is the black rose? And it actually exists. It actually exists on a mountain in Turkey. It is hard to obtain and also to get and grow. But you know why it's so hard? It's because of how God has made it. The creator has made it. And when you receive one, oh my God, when you receive that rose, when you receive that plant, when you receive that flower, that creation from the creator, don't you know, you know the significance, you know the pain, the toil, you, you know the sweat of the brow, you know the position the person has to go through, the scrapes, the scars. The, the elevation, the, the weight of how and why this person gave it to you, you would not question how much that person loves you by what God gave you or what the person gave you. Now, let's translate that over to God's son. He came down through 42 generations birth through a virgin mary and he was able to be the ultimate sacrifice just so that we can be able to have fellowship with god don't you know the sweat the toil the scars the unrecognizable shape of his face and his head after they placed the thrones of crowns on it. Do you understand that our Savior got beat? Not just beat, but his flesh was torn from the sucks of those whips. And when the whips came out, they were pulling out flesh. Ten times as worse than any man can be able to withstand. This is... The significance, this is the pinnacle of what God is and who God is in our lives. You cannot fathom the deaths that God had his son to go through just for us. And you sit here and you can't even give God two seconds 
to tell him how much you love him. Mm, mm, mm. You can't give him an hour in the morning just to praise him like Judah. You can't give him 10 minutes just to say, thank you, Lord, for one more day. You can't sit here in the church houses and in your personal home just to wave your hand and say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. You can't sit there for a few minutes and get in your heavenly language and tell him, thank you, Jesus, that God is good. This is part of meditation. This is part of consecration. This is part of you sitting there and giving God his just due. So I don't care what people say. See, Jesus is the black rose that we needed with the thorns and everything else. So the blood came streaming down. Do you understand the significance of how much God loves you? This is the meditation that we're talking about. So if you don't want to get up and give up all of that alcohol, all of that swearing, all of that sexual immorality, if you don't want to give up the smoking, the drinking, the people, the sexual things that you think that God is not seeing, but he sees. Don't you understand the situations that you are placing yourselves in, whether it is through your families or through your own decisions. Don't you know and understand that this is part of the meditation is to be able to give up those things and start having your mind and your body aligned to God and who he is. This is how that thing that whatever you are suffering from can come down out of your life. I don't care how long you've had it. See, some people want to sit there and say, I suffer from this and that and say, this is a medical problem. No, it is a God problem and you need to go ahead and get it fixed. Let me say that one more time. See, you so hooked up and you so shacked up on all of these medications or all of these diagnoses, but you don't want to sit there and believe God who for who he is in your life. You don't want to let go of some things. And then God tells you, you need to let this go in order for you to receive all that I have for you. And oh, I'm talking about some people that are sitting here and saying, I'm a saint, I'm a apostle, I'm a prophet, I'm a minister, I'm a deacon, I'm a I'm this or that. Do you understand? That when people sit there and they come to your church and they start seeing that you just want to sit here and as someone has told me, sit there and have these things as pets or as somebody that sits there and just wants it to nurse them and rock them to sleep. Come on now. Those things, those things that you don't want to give up, which is your sin, that you don't want to give up. But yet, and still, you want to teach somebody else. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. See, God is trying to tell you, give it up. Start going back. 
Start doing the first works over. That means the love of God. Start going back to your passion, which is God's love over you. Let me say that one more time. Start going back to the way that God has you to be. His first love. When you recognize what is going on, you change your method. You change your ways. You avoid that person that keeps calling you at a certain time to gossip. Come on now. You keep having these certain patterns where you go and you meet your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend and you know they don't mean you any good. Mm -mm -mm. You start afresh with how you are. If it's trying to lose weight, you're trying to sit there and lose the weight, then you would change how you eat, how you are de developing your calories to your cholesterol level, to everything else. You will change because you desire to be more. That's what God wants for you. Change your mindset. When you change your heart, I'm going to say it like this too. When you change your heart, you change your mind at the same time. Do you understand that your heart is the main function and it, it changed how people can perceive you and be able to receive you? See, you can speak whatever you want to say out of your mouth, but your heart can be far from you. And I'm going to say it like this. Example. When you know you don't like somebody, but you still talk to them in a sweet manner, but your heart has your body and your face to say a different thing. See, some people say to be nice to people and that's okay. You can be nice. But if your heart isn't in it, your mind and your body will not respond. Come on now. You have to have a different focus of what you want to do. And there are different practices to include Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Judaism, and Islamic when it's talking about meditation. But in psychology, using psychotherapy technique, which is pretty much having to probe your mind, that's one of the ways that... They do that. But for the body of Christ, and let me say this, you should have, I said it once again, and I'm going to say it again. You should have a war room. You should have a place that has no distractions. It should be quiet. There should be a set time amount or limit when you are focused on God. Get comfortable. Get comfortable. Get your mind and body in attention to the details focus also one method is breathing in and out whereas we should be praying and giving god the glory in his just due do you understand that every breath that you take whether you are inhaling and exhaling you're giving out when you're inhaling you're taking in oxygen that's the living word. But when you're exhaling, you're putting out carbon monoxide, which is poison. And that 
fuels the plants and flowers. But what also for some, when you're not living what God says do, you're being toxic and you're putting out the poison. Let me say that one more time. When you're not living the way that God needs for you to be, it becomes poison and it taints the very value of who you are in Christ. Body of Christ. If you are not eating, drinking, and living the word of God, have several seats. Have several seats because the true, authentic, kingdom-building people will see you and know you and will also respond to you and tell you either cut it off or sit down. And God is the same way. He sits there and he wants to conversate with you. He tells you that the management of your faculties, such as your body, your mind, and your soul, it becomes more and more critical for you to understand that meditation takes you to places in God. When you are going through his scriptures, when you are going through his word, when you're spending time with him, when you're living out those times and not what the world is trying to dictate to you. Do you understand certain fashion trends and certain things that come out into the world? I don't adopt them and you should not either. Certain things of, you know, this is coming out or that is coming out. Do you understand that when you adopt those type of critical situations, you are sitting there and you are becoming toxic because you're not breathing in the living word, but you're exhaling the sin. Excuse me. See, as you manage your faculties, your body, there is always the enemy trying to combat you with your thoughts, with putting you down, with making sure that you have limits or your expectations. You're not living up to the expectation that God has given you. I had so many people and even myself, sometimes I would do that. And God would correct me through my husband or my children. I had uh, significantly was able to finish a mile in 48 minutes. On I was supposed to do four laps and I did three. And I was so focused on the last one that I didn't do that. God had to remind me through my husband that I need to focus in on the wins and not the losses. See, sometimes we need to all focus on the wins. Don't you know, it was about this time last year that I had surgery on my knee. And that was many years ago. But at that time, I was in a cast and, and I couldn't move. And God was just reminding me of the different things that I had to go through in order for me to get to this point. 
I don't know about you, but start letting God remind you of who you are in God. Start focusing in on and the Holy Spirit. Start focusing on what God has brought you through in order to take you to a different level in him. But with the mindset of some of the individuals of mental issues of anguish, anxiety, depression, sleeping disorders, pain issues, and high blood pressure, stress management skills can be critical and crucial during this time. Change of atmosphere towards your attention and increase self-awareness. The things that you do wrong and the things you do right. And go back and tell that person you're sorry. And be significantly sincere when you talk to them. That is part of your growth. Improving memory and fluid intelligence. That means that God will bring those things back to your remembrance that you need to know that is critical for you. Do you understand that the Bible, your scriptures, he brings those back even when you are in your older years. He gives you that mindset to keep going. And I had to understand that, you know, God will become making you more sharper more more inclined more to detail more into what why is that word there and and what is the significance of this or that god wants you to be able to be more in tune to his word and to his plan improving in maturity improving your life your thought process Greater empathy for yourselves and others. Don't you know God gives you the ability to sit there and be sorrowful for people and start realizing that that could have been me. That should have been me. But because God detoured me, because God put side blocks or side tracks and he sits there and he detours me. Come on now. That's a good word. He, he puts a sign up that says, no, I need you to go this away instead of that away. That's why you didn't get that promotion. That's why you didn't marry that person. Cause he puts up a big sign that says, don't go this away, but go that away. That's why you're so successful. That's why you became the nurse. That's why you became the lawyer. That's why you became who God is in you during this time period. It gives you headache relief. Hmm, that's a big one for the migraines and, you know, some of those headaches that, oh, my God, you're sitting here and saying, what happened? God is sitting there and telling you, change how you think and your process towards the different things when they come. Instead of you fussing, why won't you say, thank you, Lord, for being able to bless me with this? Ooh, come on now. I'm telling you for myself. You should sit there and glorify God when some things happen, when your bills are due. And when things come up unexpectedly, but you sit there and you say, oh, you know what? That's God. And the enemy will sit there and be baffled. She should be fussing today. She should be doing this and that. But then God sits there and tells you, no, 
you should go ahead and not fuss and fight, but you should honestly sit there and say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me and counting me as joy. Joy unspeakable. During these times in our lives that we have to play and have these times in our lives where we have to combat the enemy, there should be a place of peace. Oh my goodness. Peace that marinates in your inside and it illuminates on the outside. Peace where it significantly does so much damage because you should be doing this, but God sits there and he takes care of everything, such as in the book of Joshua. Sometimes God will not even let Joshua lift a finger, but he will do all of it so that he can get the praise and glory from the people and not from their egos. I'll say that one more time for the people in the back. You don't understand. See, you are God's ambassador and he goes before you. And just like Joshua, Joshua was a very, I would say, very understanding, very handsome man, very God-loving, God-fearing man because he believed God so much, his faith illuminated on the outside where the peace has stayed in the inside. Y'all, when you got that much peace that you know for a fact, that God is going to be able to show up and show out. Ooh, that's some sauce. Now, I'm going to say it like that. That's some sauce that God can kick in when you don't even know where your next paycheck is coming, but you know that God is going to be able to come in. When you understand and know that so many different things are going at you at once, but God sits there and says, peace be still in your life, and you listen, and the storms don't keep raging and keep raging. And when God sits there, come on now, and he says, peace be still, but you don't see it until he says it, that's when you honestly understand that God has told me, peace is coming. So I need to wait. Ooh, not on my time. Y'all shut it, 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 it. Come on now. Not on my time. So while I'm waiting for the peace to come, for the joy to come, for the understanding to come, I should do this all on credit. So by the time that when he says, peace be still, that everything is going to be able to be not just all right, not just okay, but blessings. When the peace, oh my God, y'all don't get it. See, when the, before the peace, during the chaos, when you got to go through these trials and tribulations and sometimes God is not speaking right away, but you have to go through the test. Mm. You got notes, you got open book test. And the Bible is your open book. And you got the answers to this test. So all you got to do is apply it to you and then meditate on it. 
marinate in it. Oh, I'm going to say it like this. When you can meditate, when you can focus on that one scripture, even if you don't understand everything else, but that one scripture that God gives it to you, that I will meditate on this word day and night, and I will be like the tree that's planted by the rivers of water. Come on now, don't you understand that when God gives it to you, that the whole entire time, this is in your mind. You can honestly sit there and say, you know what, mountain, you're going to have to move because God said so. Come on now. See, the peace of God, you're all shaded. The peace that God has given me over the situation because I've already seeked him early in the morning. I've already Shabbat God. And he's giving me this word and he's letting me meditate. He's letting me be focused on this. I know you got to move. You have to move because I am coming and God is before me. Y'all don't get it. Let your mind and your heart catch up. Come on now. See, that's that peace, that, that, that faith, that, that love, that, that joy, that, that understanding that, that you don't understand. The validity, when you start getting into who God is in your life, he becomes that so sweet as honey on a honeycomb. He gives you that love, that joy, that peace to stand in a storm and know it's about to be over. You about to get to that point, but you need to stay in the midst of it so that it builds you your character. It builds who you are in God. It builds your significant life in who God is in this day and this hour. Meditation. That peace. Oh my God. That peace has so much significance because that peace is where your faith is. That peace, because you know for a shadow of a doubt that God is going to come through. That's what, that's what holding your peace. See the faith that you have in God because of, you know, how his track is because you already seen his already seen his agenda you've already seen his progress in your life you've already had personal testimony in God you've seen his track record and God God has a huge big one and it's always a success rate it never dips down and goes into the negative god always having you to prosper and grow in him then guess what then you need to go ahead and tap into that and keep walking around with your posture head held high smiling cheesing like you know something that nobody else knows do you understand that confuses the enemy and that makes him mad that you are so at peace with God? Meditation. Oh, well, Pastor Tiny, that don't go with meditation. Yes, it does. 
See, y'all don't understand that when you change your mind and your heart set, everything that you are able to understand, capably be able to perform in God, whether it's in the natural or in the spiritual, and it becomes and it produces more and then it becomes full life and birth in you. And then it, when it comes out, God has already blessed it. Y'all don't understand that if you change how you are able to sit there and read your word and open up your mind and your heart to the life of who this book is and how this book is in God, that becomes more and more of you and less and less of the world. I don't care what kind of novel somebody else has. There ain't nothing touching this. I, it has the love stories of Solomon to his, his wife. And it has the love stories of Esther to also the faithfulness of her family member of Mordecai. It has Jesus, it has all of the disciples, and yet and still it has all these famous women, these godly God knows, show enough going to get it done women in the Bible. To the men that are rugged and manly and of God and ordained. Don't you know it has everything jam-packed in it and you are still being able to read it, whether they succeeded or failed. God is giving you a front seat. Now, why won't you take it to read it? Let me say that one more time. If you don't take your happy butt <laughs> over and buy you a good Bible, whether it's a concordance or the King James, whatever the interpretation is, go and get it and then go into your happy room, a place, your wall room, whatever you want to call it and have some time with God. And don't you know, you will not be disappointed when you come out. Because you've been able to sit there and tap into so many different things that God needs for you to do and to be before you even walk through the doors of a school, of a big corporation, of a newsroom, of a home, of your children's room, of your bedroom, or any other place in between. God wants you to change. Why won't you? Why won't you change? Hmm? Is it because it's going to cost you something? Is it because it's going to cost you the status of being kicked down, shoved over, um, being talked about, um, talking about so many different people? Uh, uh, what is it? What, what is it costing you to be the punching bag on um, some of the people Verbally, not physically, not to that point yet. See, I thank God for the people of Ukraine. And I'm going to say it like this is that so many people, even the chancellor of Finland for standing up for what she believed in, which is the Bible. You don't understand that while so many people sit here. And condemn so many different people. Don't you know God is praising them. 
for being able to stand in the storm. And I know you've seen so many people praying in the middle of the park. So many people still going to the churches while the bombs are being set and they can be able at any point in time be bombed. But don't you know, while they're praising God and changing their mindset, God is still hearing them. God is still giving, they're giving God the praise, the honor, and the glory. Yet, in spite of everything that's going on, they are giving God his just due. I cannot stress to you, if you are not giving God his just due, you need to think about your whole entire relationship with God, with the world. And where you are going to be spending eternity. Oh, Pastor Tanya, this is not about my meditation. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because wherever your mind is going to go, that's where your heart is. Do you understand? Let me tell Let me say this one more time. Wherever your mind is, your heart is going to go. God means more to me than anything that I possess, anything that this world can give me. It ain't about the cars. It's not about the money. It's not about uh, the educational background I have. It's not about the accomplishments I have. It's not about any type of piece of paper that seems, you know, valid in this world. That's not it. Let me tell you something. I want God to say, well done, that good and faithful servant. I don't want God to say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I don't want God to be ashamed of me and my way of life. I don't want God to sit there and say, that's not my child. I don't want God to sit there and say, well, you know, I'm ashamed of you because of this and this and this. Come on now. That's part of meditation. Because some of us want to sit here and not focus on heavenly things, but material things. Y'all want to focus in on the car. You want to focus in on the money, finances. You want to focus in on everything else, but who God is in your life. And I honestly feel for you because we are not just natural, but spiritual beings. Where are you going to spend your eternity? And I want to be able to let you know that if you want to ask God into your life, please go to Romans 10, 9 and 10, 10th chapter, 9th verse, and also 10th verse, that if thou shalt Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and that shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Number 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, every time that I have been able to receive a degree, any type of certification, Anything that's going to make value to my life, I take God with me. 
It's been many of a time where I would honestly sit there and say, God, why did you have to take me this route? And then God tells me in no significant under terms, I have to take you in this route for you to understand that all the knowledge, all the wisdom, everything that you have, every worldly possession I possess, it doesn't compare to my relationship with him. And people can write God out. You can, that's up to you. But I'm letting you know he was the firm foundation from the beginning of every field of study. And also at the same exact time, he wants you to come and ask for forgiveness. You can do this in your home and you don't have to tell me. You can go and talk to him personally. He is up 24-7. His line has never changed. His telephone number has not changed at all. Prayer is the most important key. And meditating on his word day and night, such as in Joshua 1 and 8, it is more significant now than ever before. The most important thing is that have a relationship with God. And if you have any questions or concerns or any ideas or any topics that you would like to discuss with me, please come in and talk. Thank you for listening. And if you like our podcasts, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star rating. This will be helpful in order for us to reach more people. And also, if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook under It Is Written by Latanya Uyola. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you. Some face a lifetime of falling tears. But he's in the darkness, he's in the cold. Just like the morning, he always shows. It may be midnight or midday, he's never early.